We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What is up, Green Bay Packers fans? Welcome back to another edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. I am your host, Jacob Morley. I'll be joined today, as always, by my co host, Ross Uglum. Um, Ross, we got a fun episode today. I kind of have a plan of what I want to talk about, but I'm going to kind of take it like the NFL does and not really have a plan, just kind of fly by the seat of my pants here. So with training camp coming up, apparently, um, we're going to have some news to talk about. So um, before we dive into that, Ross, how are you, man? How are you holding up? Oh, I'm doing great, man. Um, You know, we're fortunate in the uh, North Dakota, uh, Fargo, you know, area to have super good testing numbers, um, low case numbers, you know, we're – we're in, we're in a fortunate part of the country, um, and, and so, you know, life is pretty normal around here. Still uh, very pleased, you know, with, with a lot of the major companies and a lot of the major uh, stuff going on around here that people are starting to move, you know, mask uh, mandatory. And so uh, had some, you know, did some errands today and, and saw a lot of people following along and not a lot of people uh, you know, making a big fuss, and and I'm not trying to get off on some big political tangent here, but folks, I promise you, that's the fastest way to get football back. <laughs> I promise. It's, yeah. Is to uh, is to you know spread health and 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 don't spread the disease. Yeah, and I'm with you there. Uh, you know, if I need to wear a mask into Target to get my football in fall, that is fine with me. 
Um, but speaking of football in the fall, I, some news kind of came out today, um, basically with the NFLPA said, you know, they're willing to play no preseason games. And, uh, you know, it, it, just sitting there as a fan, you might think, well, whatever, that's no big deal. Um, but, Ross, what are some ramifications then in your mind of, of no preseason games, not just for the Packers, but just for roster building in general? Oh, yeah. I mean, I hate it, man. Um, I'm not – I'm, I'm not a big fan um, of, of, of that. I, I I I know where people are coming from, you know that that uh, don't like um, the preseason. I understand. Hey, I'm with you 100 percent as far as you know the uh, uh, quality of football not being up there. But Darius Shepard doesn't happen. Uh, without the preseason. I don't even know if Chandon Sullivan happens without the preseason. I don't think Sam Shields happens in 2010 without the preseason. Like, and, and yeah, you guys can bring up the, the Lions game and well, Shepard shouldn't, you know, all of, whatever. I, I, I'm not, I'm not really here to debate that. And I don't much care uh, uh, to debate that, but every year useful players pass up, whether it's veterans that just don't, you know, have the juice or aren't going to be difference makers, or it's, it's you know, uh, even draft picks that just aren't going to make. I mean, you look at what happened. Darius Shepard made the team over Jamon Moore. I mean, th- th- that's a, the reality of what happened. And that kind of stuff is n- probably not going to happen uh, this season. And so, I even made the comment, I think I was interacting with Aaron Nagler on Twitter, I even made the comment that, look, guys, if there's ever the possibility and if ever it made sense to do a spring football league, I think this is going to be the season because you're going to have guys uh, that are just not going to be able to make it. Because I was joking, I, I had a chance to catch up with Chargers quarterback Easton Stick over the 4th of July weekend. He and I know each other from our time in North Dakota State, and he was he was joking that Darius Shepard he knew he was number ninety on the roster. He said, "Shoot, he was number ninety one. You know, he was he was the uh, he was the tryout guy." And I just don't see, if you will, guy ninety making the roster this year. I, I really don't. I think that um, you're you're gonna have a heavy bias towards your draft picks, heavy bias towards guys you already have film on, and I don't know as though that means you're gonna have the best possible roster. Uh, I, I think it's going to mean the opposite. I think training camp is useful. Practice film is useful. But the bright lights are the bright lights. And uh, a lot of guys make the club because of performances in preseason games. I just think that I, I don't really know what to do with these kids. So maybe, uh, like I said, maybe a spring football league is needed now more than ever. Yeah, and, you know, to touch on that too, it's – you're going to have to rely big time on your scouting departments. And those guys are going to have the, have to have the cojones to make some pretty significant bottom of the roster type moves because, you know, like you brought up Darius Shepard, like Lane Taylor, you know, Sam Shields, Tim Boyle. Like there's so many guys on the, this Packers roster that uh, are guys that were just an afterthought really at the beginning of camp. And, you know, they they put the practices together. You want to see them stringing practices together, but really, the icing on the cake is the games. You know, you can practice your butt off and 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 absolutely, you know, just crap the bed in a game and not make the team. You know, or you can be the opposite. Like look at like Alan Lazard did not have a great camp. That's why he didn't make the team. 
And he's a great example of that. Put him in the lights and he's shine. And, you know, so it's going to be interesting. But the thing is, it's not just the Packers are in that boat. So it really is going to be a test of, you know, team scouting departments. And, um, you know, if there is ever a year that you could be kind of judgmental about what they do at the bottom of the roster, uh, I don't know if this year is it just because it's going to be so dang difficult. Um, but moving on, just to kind of talking about the roster and with training camp coming up, you know, there's a lot of thoughts. You know, player safety needs to be number one. I, I totally agree with that. The we want the hashtag we want to play thing is great. Um, totally stand with the players. Uh, the selfish part of me kind of is kind of in the boat of like, come on, let's just play. But then you have to reel it back and realize, like, yes, these guys have families and, and health and that stuff needs to be and, and should be and hopefully is first. Um, but it looks like training camp is going to happen. Um, how training camp is covered is going to be different. You know, I don't know if we're going to be as spoiled as we usually are with the coverage that we get out of training camp. Um, but I'm sure there will be plenty of articles written, um, plenty of things for us to basically, you know, digest and see. There's going to be the big time camp battles that have been talked about a bunch, Ross. Obviously, watch Jordan Love is going to have eyes on him like a hawk. There are going to be lots of articles written about him. Every throw is going to be probably scrutinized to the nth degree. But then you also have Tim Boyle there, you know, who's who is not some no talent nobody. You know, he's he's a pretty talented young quarterback in his own right. And so that'll be fun. People are going to talk about that a lot. But what I actually want to talk about today are some guys that I think no one's talking about um, that are holdovers from last year that have a chance to either make this team or uh, have a really significant uh, impact on this team this year. And so, Ross, I have the Packers roster pulled up in front of me right now. And before I got on with you, I basically just looked through it, and guys popped out to me. I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about I forgot about that guy," you know, or, or whatever. And so as I'm scrolling down, I'm going to stop at 24 with uh, with Raven Green, who will be coming into his third year. He he's a guy that I think you know I think he kind of has that third safety spot kind of wrapped up. But you looked at this team last year with Raven Green in the lineup, and their defense was so much better. I think he's a guy. Um, that will be interesting to watch through this camp uh, just to kind of see if he is back to 100% healthy and if he can kind of fit into that trio with, you know, obviously Darnell Savage coming back, what kind of jump he can make in year two, and then Adrian Amos just kind of being that strong, steady dude. Um, so Raven Green is the first guy that really pops out to me that I think, you know, he, he could totally not make this team too, I guess, you know, if he comes out and doesn't have a good camp. Um, I think he's done enough to make it. But he's a guy that I'm really interested in. Um, so if you if there's a guy in front of him that kind of stands out to you that you want to touch base on and just say hey, you know this is a guy I'm interested in and there is a guy on this list too that I'm I'm actually going to claim him as my my adopted camp player because I'm I I'm really excited about him but I'll leave the floor to you who's someone as you go through this Packers roster that you're like man this guy just needs to be getting more pub you know either as an undrafted free agent or a holdover from last year can I go a completely different direction. Yeah, we want to do this. It's your show, man. It's your world. We're just living in it, Russ. Yeah, I actually really think, um, and I, I kind of got reminded of this when the Madden ratings came out. I, I feel like everyone is kind of pretending that Devin Funches just didn't get signed to the roster, sure. and 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 that he's just not even a, a like a thought. And, and I really struggle with that. Um, is is he gonna be? A superstar? I, I don't know. You know, probably not. Uh, but anybody that has 
an 800-plus yard, eight-touchdown season on their resume, who is 26 years old, I think we at least have to talk about him, right? Like, uh, you, you have the, you know, the the 840-yard uh, season, then another 540-yard season. I mean, who on this roster named Devontae Adams has two 500-plus-yard seasons with multiple touchdowns? Nobody, you know? Um, that's a guy that I'm really excited. I would have loved to have seen a little bit more from him in camp or at least haven't had a chance to see him in camp. Um, another guy is the, uh, uh, the, the Canada kid, uh, Bagleton. That's my guy. I'm just convinced on him. Uh, again, another, unfortunately, another, like what I think could have been a, a superstar as far as, um, the preseason is concerned. I thought, you know, that could be a fun, fun player to watch. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm a big aesthetics guy. 84 is a phenomenal receiver number. Um, I get, you know, Eubanks, Sterling Sharp, Javon Walker, Andre Risen. I mean, it's he he picked a really clean number, um, and and yes, that does matter. I, I just I'm excited for him. And then finally, my guy. I, I loved 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 the way that Curtis Bolton played football last preseason, and I, I really do think um, you know he's going to have a chance. To, uh, to, to make an impact in a big time way. I, I think his game and his experience in the Big 12 kind of defending spread football is sort of a, a precursor to, you know, what, what goes on in general, uh, in, in the NFL. I don't think, you know, obviously there's a ton of straight up Big 12 spread football, but just the ability to, to move. I mean, you have to have that at, at this level. And a lot of guys, you know, just don't. And, and the, the, yeah, six feet, 228, is he a little bit small? Sure. But I, I have no reason to believe, you know, he can't be what they really wanted Oren Burks to be. And, and I love CB. I think he was really, really good last year and he's got a, a shot. And then I, I would be remiss, I think, if I didn't. Um, just mention my guy, Zach Johnson, 6'6", 300 pounds from North Dakota State, uh, was with Zach at North Dakota State covering the team his entire time there. You know, no, have, have known him since I mean, he was a high school recruit and really looking forward to see what he can do. More of a tackle body type and really, I think, remaking this offensive line. So I'm, I'm interested to check that out as far as his ability to mesh with Runyon and Hanson and Stepaniak. And so let me backtrack then to the Bageltron or Bageltron. I just call him Bageltron. But uh, interesting. <laughs> it's like Megatron, but Bageltron. Uh, so question. So question for you. So last year, like we had a very similar podcast to this, where you called out Darius Shepard as a guy that you think could make this team as a slot receiver option. And here we are a year later. And he's still one of their best options out of the slot. But I think when you watch Bagleton and you watch that CFL-style football, do you think that's where he fits in on this Packers roster? I think I, I think so right away, um, especially just because, like, in the CFL, the release is so mm-hmm. different. I mean, Reggie, I would say, basically never had to deal with press. I, I don't know how much how often he was in. I think they call it waggle or he's in that forward motion. 
but I, I don't think he got pressed in the CFL like ever. I'm not sure what his outside release package looks like. He's six feet, 200 pounds. Um, I think looks the part of a slot or an outside guy. You know, he's not undersized, but I think as they need to kind of reteach him how to deal with press coverage because it's not like he played super high level college football. They went to Lamar. Um, I, I think very highly of Reggie. Uh, specifically with the ball in his hands. But to get the ball in his hands, I think they're going to want to kind of scheme him up. Uh, I definitely don't see him as like an X. I think they need to get him the ball in different ways as he adjusts. So I think he can run routes, but I'm, I'm just – his release package is what concerns me. I think he needs to spend a lot of time with 1-7. Yeah, and he's – dude, he's a bully. I mean, granted, like you said, he played – at you know lower level college to the CFL, but you watch what he does well in the CFL, and he is an absolute bulldog with the ball in his hands. Like he's 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 a smaller guy, but he doesn't play that way at all, and he's really not that small, anyways. Um, but so moving on, kind of quickly here, and I'll go I'll go straight to a guy that I think nobody's talking about at all, and he's someone that the Packers gave a pretty hefty UDFA contract to last year, and then he didn't really get to do anything during camp. Um, and this is my guy that I'm going to adopt this year and kind of follow him throughout camp because I really liked his college film last year, and that's Greg Roberts out of Baylor, the edge player. I'm really excited and interested to see what he can do. You know, now that, you know, your top three edges are pretty much locked in, and then you have guys like Greg Roberts, like Randy Ramsey, Jonathan Garvin, kind of vying for that fourth edge spot. You know, Ramsey made the team out of camp last year, I believe. And Greg Roberts did not get a shot. But, I mean, we're talking about, you know, the typical size that the Packers like. I mean, he's listed at 6'5", about 260, still only 24 years old. You know, he had some – I think he had some off-field stuff in college, and maybe that's why he did not get drafted. Um, But I think as far as talent goes, this is a guy on the bottom of the roster that has the intangibles. He has the talent. And, obviously, the Packers really liked him. you got to look at those UDFA contracts. They gave a pretty nice signing bonus – uh, to Greg Roberts. Um, so like I said, he's a guy that I'm going to hitch my wagon to and just kind of take take a little bit more of a vested interest in um, this camp just because I think he's got he's got some talent. I'm going to disagree with you. You don't think he's got talent? No, I'm going to take another guy at his position. Okay. My man's Tipa. Who? He was crazy productive. Tipa Gallier oh, from yeah, okay. Utah State, the uh, the fighting fackerels. And I know people are like, oh, God, Kyler. If you had a UDFA to have Kyler's career, it would be a top 10 UDFA signing in the last, like, decade. I mean, you know, yeah. um, not not for the NFL, but for the Packers. Like, if you actually got somebody to have Kyler's product, If you get a UDFA rusher to get a 10-and-a-half sack season, it's, it's a phenomenal situation. And I'm not predicting that even for Tipa, but uh, over the last two years, 15 sacks, 22 and a half tackles for loss, 119 total tackles, playing as an edge with two picks and three forced fumbles. This guy is a baller and is, I think, the, the class of the, uh, the UDFA class. Also, oddly enough, wore the same number as Jordan Love. They were they were the 10A and 10B. Um, both guys wore 10, obviously, never on the field at the same time, but just kind of a fun fact. Uh, so, yeah, that's where uh, that's where I'm going. And, and obviously, you know, like I mentioned, Jake, I've got to bounce a little bit early this evening. But uh, Tipa Gallier, man, I, 
That's your guy. I, that's a guy that I just would have loved to see. Um, you know, practice in front of the fans, even, and obviously, uh, you know, have the chance to uh, practice or play in, in in meaningless preseason games, but meaningful, you know, for a guy like Tipa. Well, so so the Pack a Day podcast, Ross and Jake, the the rivalry that everyone was waiting for is going to be yes, Tipa versus Greg Roberts. I like that a lot. Yeah. Fight to the death. All right, cool, man. Well, thanks for stopping by. I'll wrap this thing up. Uh, I got a couple more guys I want to talk about, but we'll catch you next time, buddy. Awesome, thanks. So, kind of what Ross was talking about with the UDFAs too, and why when he talked about Tipa, my first response was who is because it seems like the draft was ten years ago. Um, so to kind of touch base on some of the guys that I think are interesting UDFA types, um, obviously Tipa, as as uh, Ross pointed out. Um, but I think another guy that was really, you know, highly sought after, sought after was Stanford Samuel, uh, the the six one corner out of Florida State. He is someone that I think needs you need to keep an eye on. He did not run well, and that is that is definitely why he did not get drafted. But he had draftable tape. Um, kind of think Ladarius Gunther um, is probably a pretty nice comp for him, a bigger, more physical, lanky type guy. And you know, when we're talking UDFA's, Ladarius had actually a pretty nice career you know, in the NFL. So. Um, so that that's good. Another guy that I'm really interested in watching this year is is a Canadian rookie. I'm gonna butcher his name. I think it's Mark Antoine Dubois, and he is maybe the best pound for pound athlete on this Packers football team. When you just look at the numbers this guy put up, they were absolutely freakish. I don't know if he can play. No idea. But when you put numbers up like that, I mean, he's a, a 99% RAS type guy. You know, he's 6'3", 200 pounds. He is 25 years old already. Uh, that's I'm not wild about that. Uh, but he's another guy that I'm really interested in watching. Uh, KB on Ento is another cornerback that switched from wide receiver last year into the quarterback room. Into the cornerback room, he's a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, speaking of switching positions, uh, James Looney uh, was drafted as a five tech, and he made the switch to ta- uh, tight end last year. Um, so he's an interesting guy to keep an eye on as well. But, pals, we have football that should be happening here uh, really in the next couple weeks. You know, there should be actual news, actual football um, for, for us to read about, for us to overanalyze and do all the things that we love to do in the preseason where hope springs eternal. So, um, guys, thanks for listening as always. You know, and, and we're almost there. We are. And I, I don't know what's going to happen with football this year, but I do know and I, I am pretty confident that there will be some type of football this year. So uh, we'll have that to look forward to. Um, stick in there, hang in there, all that stuff. And as always, go Pack Go.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.